On today's episode, we get an early spring. Tesla recalls millions of vehicles and dangerous CPAP machines. This is Next with Lex. Let's get it, baby. Yeah, welcome everybody. It is Friday, February 2nd, 2024. I am your host, Lex Sluthor. Welcome to Next with Lex. I read the news so you don't have to. Got a few things to talk about today. It's going to be a short episode, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I thought yesterday was going to be a short episode, but it turned out to really extend out to 30 minutes. I know my wife came home and she was like, yo, you could have wrapped that up in like 10 minutes, but you just kept going on and on and on. But being the voice of reason, you know, sometimes you just got to let it out. Got to put it out there as you will. I want to start with something important because we had a, a pretty nice spike on Spotify of listeners. They jumped like doubled overnight, which is really, really nice. Allow myself to introduce myself. I am Lex Luthor. I read the news so you don't have to. I take all sources from everywhere. I go on Reddit. I get CNN, Fox News, ABC News, Wall Street Journal. I take all these sources. I sift through them. I look and I say, you know, let's pick three or four articles and let's talk about it. And usually these are things that are either world news or things that you might need to know about or maybe just some fun things. And then when we talk about them, I give a little bit of a spin. I try not to go too far right, too far left. I try to stay right in that little sweet spot in the middle. And that's where we like to sit right there. And I call that the reasonable place. So we like to be reasonable. We like to give reasonable takes and then provide you a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of news. So maybe you go to work or you're on your way home and, you know, makes life a little bit better. So we're going to kick off today. Poxitani Phil, happy Groundhog Day, everybody. Poxitani Phil predicts an early spring for everybody. This is a day where about 30,000 rednecks north of Pittsburgh get together in Poxitani, Pennsylvania to ask a large rat whether or not we're going to have an early spring or an extended winter. I'm happy to report that everyone's favorite groundhog, Poxitani Phil, has reported an early spring for us. Since 1887, Poxitani Phil has reported an extended winter 107 times. What a dick. 107 times compared to an early spring of only 21 times. I think this little rat has something against uh, nice weather, don't you think? So here's a little clip from live presentation explaining how it works. Then it's the same old shtick every year. The guy comes out with a big stick and raps on the door. They pull the little rat out. They talk to him. The rat talks back and then they tell us what's going to happen. This is one time where television really fails to capture the true excitement of a large squirrel predicting the weather. Clip from Groundhog Day, great movie, you haven't seen it. Bill Murray, love that movie. A few moments later. On to the next. The Food and Drug Administration says 561 deaths have been reported in connection to recalled Philips devices to treat obstructive sleep apnea and other breathing disorders. You know, these are this, these masks that people wear. Usually you're a little bit older. Usually people that have blocked airways, they put these masks, like Darth Vader masks, like... <sighs> Those are the masks. So you wear it, it helps you with your breathing at night, make sure your brain gets proper oxygen. So 561 deaths have been related to a machine that's supposed to help keep you alive. How poetic. So the FDA said that since April 2021, it has received more than 116,000 medical device reports of foam breaking down in the CPAP machines, causing gas and pieces of foam to obstruct the airways of the devices. That includes 561 deaths. That's just too much. I know yesterday we talked about lack of accountability in the tech industry. There's no accountability whatsoever. There's no regulations. Well, the FDA regulates these machines. So as a result, the Dutch device maker has recalled millions of the breathing machines amid reports they were blowing gas and foam in the airways. And the grim tally comes days after Philips said it would stop selling machines in the U.S. So they recalled them. They still got complaints. They tried to fix them. That didn't work. So now 
they're pulling it off. Where I'm going with this is that accountability piece. And we're kind of piggybacking a little bit off of yesterday here. If they're stopping, they're not going to sell this machines anymore. And this is part of a settlement that the FDA has with Phillips. Phillips said it would stop selling the machines in the US in a settlement with the FDA and the Justice Department, which is expected to cost about $400 million. Yikes. That's a lot of money. I was actually able to obtain brief footage of the conversation between the FDA and the Dutch device maker. There are only two things I can't stand in this world. People who are intolerant of other people's cultures and the Dutch. Ooh, mean words by the FDA. Mean words. All this, so this four, they're pulling the product and it's going to cost them $400 million to the government. And this comes after in late 2023, Phillips agreeing to compensate families and people that were affected by these machines by $479 million. So roughly this thing's going to cost them $879 million because they fucked up and killed a bunch of people with their stuff. Again, this is accountability in consumer to the industry. Yes, it sucks. People lost their lives. I would hate that. But again, if I was this person on a machine and this machine killed me, when it's supposed to keep me alive, who's responsible? Not me. I was told I put trust and faith in this machine that had government approval and had all these approvals to be out in the market. I would hope that my wife would be able to get some compensation and live off in an island somewhere again, or whatever she decides to do. I like. I wanted to bring that attention just because we talked yesterday about lack of regulatory oversight in one industry. And now we have the example of what oversight does to one. So there is accountability ultimately. So you can, you bet your bottom dollar that Phillips the next time they make something, they're going to be checking all the things that could possibly go wrong so that they can prevent this from happening again. It makes better products for the consumer, keeps people healthier, keeps people alive so they can keep spending money and growing the economy and let's fucking go. That's what we do. Related to recalls, Tesla, everyone's favorite automaker, is recalling nearly all of their electric vehicles it has sold in the U.S. over problems with its warning lights. The biggest recall to date and the latest in a series of setbacks for the automaker. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, because that's a thing, said that the warning lights with the smaller font size can make critical safety information on the instrument panel difficult to read, increasing the risk of crash. So these warnings are coming up, but they're too small. Apparently, people are looking at these things and they can't see them. Like, oh, what does this mean? What does this mean? And they're not paying attention to the road. I thought Tesla's drive themselves, but that's a whole nother discussion. So they're not paying attention to the road and it's increasing the risk for accidents. So the recall affects as many as 2.19 million vehicles sold between the years 2020 and 2024. So pretty much every car they've made and they will receive an over the air software fix. So, I mean, not a huge deal. It's more just as long as your car's connected to the internet, it's going to get the software update and won't, shouldn't be a problem. So again, this is uh, just the latest in a series of safety issues that has been hit by Tesla. Back in December, Tesla initiated a recall for about 2 million vehicles after an, an update to the autopilot software or to update the autopilot software and install new safeguards to prevent driver misuse of their autopilot. It, Elon Musk is a very difficult person to get a hold of, but I was actually able to get a hold of him really quick for a quick comment. And this is what he had to say. Go fuck yourself. Oh, there you go. In sports, we head to the NBA. Ba, 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 basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball because I'm gonna dunk it! Joel Embiid from the Philadelphia 76ers is hurt. He's going to miss time treating a knee injury and his meniscus. Uh-oh. His lateral meniscus. He's in consultation right now with 76ers staff and other medical personnel. He's consulting with doctors on what to do about the meniscus, whether he's going to play or not. It is possible he could be back for the playoffs. But this is a big setback for the Philadelphia 76ers, who are sitting top three in the Eastern Conference right now, right behind Boston and Milwaukee. In fact, isn't Milwaukee an Indian name? Yes, Pete, it is. Actually, it's pronounced Miliwake, which is Algonquin for the good land. I was not aware of that. Joel Embiid is averaging 35.3 points, 
11.3 rebounds, 5.6 assists, and 1.8 blocks a night in the 34 games he's played for Philadelphia. These are MVP type numbers, people. This is These are sick numbers. You got a player out there dropping 35, grabbing 12 boards, and still getting some assists, and he's a big dude. I mean, that's a big, this is a big dude. So reigning MVP, MVP type numbers again this year. What really makes this a big deal is the NBA implemented a new rule this year that is a minimum requirement of 65 games. They call it the 65 game rule. It's brand new this year that you have to play 65 NBA games out of the 82 games of the season. So roughly 79% of the season you must play in order to be eligible to win MVP. This comes amongst uh, years and years of a battle between ownership groups, coaching staffs, and the consumer because people would buy tickets right to an NBA game in advance. And so for some teams, like if you want to go see the Los Angeles Lakers, you're probably dropping three, four hundred dollars per ticket. If you're dropping three hundred, four hundred dollars per ticket. And let's say I'm a fan. I live in Cleveland. and I want to go watch LeBron James in L.A. and I'm going to plan a vacation in L.A. I'm going to book that months in advance. So I see, okay, maybe the Cleveland Cavaliers are playing the Lakers in L.A. on this date three months from now. I'm going to book my flights. I'm going to book my hotels. I'm going to plan my vacation. I'm going to buy my tickets because I anticipate them watching. Now, this was happening to people and then they would go and the team would decide to sit all their starters. And so now I'm going to go watch all the backups. I spent thousands of dollars to travel to L.A. to watch my team play LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And now I can't. So the 65 game rules in effect. So it's going to be interesting how this plays out. Will Embiid has only played 34 games. So it's just over halfway there. Let's see if we he comes back in time. I highly doubt it, but they are thinking that he could be back for the playoffs, but we will keep you updated on that. A few moments later. Today in history, the Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo officially ended the Mexican-American War. It was a two-year war from 1846 to 1848. The war started 10 years after Texas gained its independence from Mexico in 1836. Initially, the United States declined to incorporate into the Union, largely because of northern political issues at the time. This is pre-Civil War in the U.S. And there was big political interests in the northern states that were against the addition of a new state, the possibility it could become a slave state. Then we had the Northern states, anti-slavery, roughly. The Southern states were big proponents of slavery. So they didn't want to add a new, there was already new states added like Missouri and things like that. And they've had to compromise and do all these different things. So it was eventually annexed anyway by the U.S. in 1845. Why was it annexed in 1845? Well, a bunch of Americans already had moved down there. There was a big movement to have annexed and become part of the union. Remember, Texas was now, it had its independence. Texas was an independent nation at this time, very briefly, and they wanted to become part of the U.S. Mexico said, Said that the U.S., they annex it. It could lead to war. A new president came into office, James Polk. He was big proponent of Manifest Destiny. And so the newly elected Polk, again, Manifest Destiny is the idea that Americans were divinely ordained by God to settle the entire continent of North America. So that was our reasoning for just kicking uh, the natives out of their land, for kicking everybody out. The, <laughs> the French out of the parts, uh, the Spanish out of the southern parts, the French out of the northern parts. Uh, the, of course, we already kicked the shit out of the British a bunch of times. So newly elected Polk manifests destiny. He sends a diplomatic mission to Mexico in an attempt to buy the disputed territory. So he wants to buy all this land, all of Texas, all around it, from California, everything in between. He wanted to buy it all for $25 million. So he sends an envoy to Mexico and says, hey, we're going to give you $25 million, which is roughly equal to about $750 million in today's money. 
And the Mexican government refused. Obviously, like, no, get the F out of here. We, we want this land. So Polk then sent a group of 80 soldiers across the territory to the Rio Grande River. So this is where we wanted the southern tip of the United States to be established at the Rio Grande River. That was going to be the natural barrier as it is today because of this. So he moves 80 soldiers there. Mexican forces interpreted this as an attack. And so they repelled U.S. forces with their army on April 25th, 1846, a move in which Polk then used to convince the Congress of the United States to declare war. The ensuing war did not go well for Mexico, to say the least, as they were completely dominated. by the Americans and resulted in the capture of Mexico City. So after the defeat of its army in the fall of the capital in September 1847, Mexico entered into peace negotiations with the U.S. The resulting treaty required Mexico to cede 55% of its territory, including the present-day states of California, Nevada, Utah, most of Colorado, New Mexico, Arizona, and a small little portion of Wyoming. Mexico was also then had to relinquish all claims for Texas and recognize the Rio Grande as at the southern border of Texas and the United States. In turn, the U.S. government paid Mexico $15 million because we aren't bad. We aren't bad people. We'll kick down your door, but then we'll help you put it back on the hinges, right? We'll help you put it back on. Mexican citizens in the areas that were annexed by the U.S. could relocate within Mexico's new boundaries or receive American citizenship and full civil rights. That's pretty cool. A little cool fun fact. Kind of went deep into that one. Give you a little bit of history. Let me hit you with some knowledge. That's what we did. Questions? Comments? Hit me up on Instagram, TikTok, Twitch, and Kick at Lex Luthor. You can also find me on Facebook at Next with Lex. You can email me at nextwithlexshow at gmail.com. That's nextwithlexshow at gmail.com. If you like what you hear, don't hesitate to share with your friends and hit that follow button so you can get more news five days a week from your boy, Lex Luthor. Have a great weekend, everyone. See you Monday. Deuces.